episode 35. I'm Forrest Hall. <clears throat> oh, jeez. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... That's from Allen. Hey, guys. Real Church Matters, and we talk Real Church Matters because Real Church, Church Matters. matters. Uh, just to start with the housekeeping, realchurchmatters.com is the website. Real Church Matters is the tag on the social media platforms. I believe on Twitter, it's Real Church Matters, but you take the vowels out of the matters. Um, follow us, rate us, review us. If you listen to us on iTunes, we appreciate it. For those of you who haven't yet, you can subscribe. If you are more comfortable with SoundCloud, please listen to us there. They're also available on the website. Also on the websites are links to the merchandise that we are selling, uh, the shirts, as well as a link to go do likewise. Yes, you can go to likewiselife.com and you can check out any of my old articles. And also on Real Church Matters, you can become a patron if you guys like what we do and want to support. Um, you can go to Patreon, P-A-R-P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Real Church Matters. You could donate as low as a dollar, a dollar per month. A dollar per month, or you can donate more. Um, and if you donate a dollar, you get a subscription to our A Little More Matters podcast, um, which is more like an extended cut of the main podcast. Um, and if you donate ten dollars or more a month, you can get a free T-shirt. Yes, and hopefully we got all the free T-shirts out there. I think it's one last one yes that i haven't done and uh that person knows who they are and will take care of you with that being said is there anything else that you you already talked about everything that was it Mm -hmm. okay um a special shout out to all each and every person who has you know patronized us who's listened who is sharing the podcast with other people um all of the awesome comments and uh, emails and Facebook messages that we get that are encouraging to us because this matters Mm -hmm. and all we've ever wanted it to do is matter. We want to talk about necessary things that are necessary to our spiritual lives. Um, With that being said, though we are grateful for the audience's obedience over audience, but since we have an audience, let's get to it. Before we get into it, I just want to say something about the uh, the shooting that happened. Our, our prayers go out to the families of those who are affected. Prayers go out to all the young people who are watching the, these things and are traumatized by it. My prayers go out to everybody. And I know there's a lot of people who are saying um, they don't need your prayers. They need your policy and uh <laughs> Prayers don't bring back their children and things like that. But what I, I would like to um, just say is that for for us who know that prayer works, we are praying. That's right. Because um, in times like this, it's easy for people to get on their soapbox. It's easy for people to, to start to talk about um, what they think needs to happen. But honestly, there isn't a law in the world that can stop the hearts of men. And we have to be realistic about the fact that the hearts of men are waxing colder. 
They've already been cold, but they're waxing colder. Continually evil. Continually. And the only thing we can do is intensify the heat of God's love. Sorry. Make sure that everything that we do, everything that we say, is peppered and saturated and filled with God's love so that people can start to see more apparently how God's love is like nothing else. It's in those midst of those cold times, in the midst of those times where everybody seems heartless, that we can show people God's heart. And uh, that's what that's what we intend to do. So our prayers go out with those people. Um, and we just, even for the next tragedy, because there always will be a next one, we just continue to pray and show love. With that being said, episode 35, we're going to be talking about, what are we talking about? I don't even know what to call this. You titled it voice uh, <laughs> I know, but uh, yeah. I, when I saw the title, I was like, "That's not really training your heart." Yeah, tra- there we go. Let's just call it that. Conditioning the condition of the heart. Mm, I like it. There we go. And the reason we're calling it conditioning the condition of the heart is because the heart has a condition. We've been born with this condition, and it's our job as believers to train our hearts or condition our hearts to a new way. And so when we were talking about this, we were just on our way somewhere, and you brought up Pavlov's dog. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't heard of Pavlov's dog since I was in high school, <laughs> psychology class. So I vaguely remembered it, but in my conversation with you, um, you were talking about how it kind of relates to us as People of God. Yeah, it's like we have to build a. Um, um, it's like the the way the that he did the experiment was that there was a stimuli and the stimuli caused a response from the dog, and it makes you think of us spiritually. Like, what is that stimuli for us as believers, and what is our response to Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So when I went back and I was reading it, what he realized, what Pavlov realized, is that when he came in the house, his dog salivated. Mm-hmm. And so he said, hmm, it's interesting that when I come in the house, they salivate as if I was the piece of meat. Right. But they understood a natural, they had a natural condition and an unnatural condition was paired with it. Mm -hmm. And so without getting too scientific and all of that (laughs) stuff, what I'm saying is, is that there was a, there's a natural response that they had to food. Mm -hmm. But they paired, yeah, which is salivating. Mm -hmm. But they paired that with the person who prepared the food. Mm-hmm. And so every time they saw him, they thought about food. food. And that was a learned response. That was conditioning. And what they end up calling it is classical conditioning. Mm-hmm. It's how you compare something that is not related to something else with that thing and cause people to respond as if that thing is, is that the thing. thing. Yeah. And so as believers... I, I really wanted to know that when you asked that. It's like, what is it that we respond to with that positive response? Mm-hmm. What is it that we respond to with a negative response? And why is it that we have trouble understanding that the whole Bible is talking about changing our response and understanding that it's our job to condition ourselves to do that? Mm-hmm. No different than those dogs could be paired with a bell instead of him. 
And so every time they heard the bell, they began to salivate as if they did when he walked into a room. Yeah. How do Christians respond to the word? Mm-hmm. How should we respond to the word? And and that's what I, I, I when I thought of that, I started to go into so, reading some of the scriptures. And, and the, the first one that came to me was, uh, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. That's John chapter 10. Verse 27. Mm-hmm. And what he's saying is, is that my sheep, the people who are with me, are stimulated by my voice. That's right. And their response to it is to follow. And so it, that was a big challenge to me because I'm like, when I hear God's voice, what is my response? Mm-hmm. When I hear his voice, and then we talk about what is his voice? When I hear his voice internally, mm. that voice in my spirit. When I read his word, when I hear it taught to me, whether through that? a pastor or elder or a CD or a message or watching on Ustream or YouTube, what is my response? Yeah. I think for the first one, when you talk about like your inner, like hearing his voice inside yourself, it's kind of like, I know for me, like, sometimes I think it's just my imagination. Like, I just be like, nah, that ain't, you know? Right. And that's kind of, like, probably what a lot of people deal with is knowing if it's God or if it's just, you know, them inside their heads. Understanding what that voice is. And it's not easy. But mm-hmm. what we do understand is that he said, my sheep know my voice. Know my voice. So if we have issue knowing his voice, we need to ask ourselves, are we his sheep? Mm-hmm. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That main verse lets us know, how can I have God be my shepherd? The way I have him be my shepherd is that I rely on him, mm-hmm. depend on him. I no longer rely on my voice. I no longer rely on my intuition, my gut, my feelings. And I'll start to train myself to, to know another voice. Mm-hmm. You have to depend on that voice in order to know that voice. Mm-hmm. That's what that scripture tells. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. It's not the Lord is my homie. I shall not want. Not the Lord is my acquaintance. Not the Lord is my friend, but the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. When we understand that, when we start to take that in and say, I want God to guide my life. Mm-hmm. He says, if you say that, that's like drawing nigh to him. And he said, in turn, he will draw nigh to you. To you. And so, yeah, it starts out like that. That's an excellent point. Is that you first have to know what that voice is. Mm-hmm. I learned early on what that voice was because I used a certain scripture that said, there's no good thing within me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll speak things in my heart and I'll follow my intuition, but my intuition is no good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't profit me any good. It only wants to do what is pleasing to force. Yeah, and, and even when you think of like the fruits of the spirit, it doesn't reflect. Does it reflect his fruit, like his attributes? Absolutely, and that, that helps you. That helps us delineate that. Mm-hmm. And it's good that we set this this framework right now because moving forward, you need to know that voice. And some of you can can play around, and some of you are often will say, "Well, I really don't know his voice." You know. Yeah. It's the type of voice where you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I used to get into that with people like, you know, maybe you're not hearing his voice and stuff. No, you know. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that I was just as jaded, just as cynical, just as 
over church as the next man. And all of a sudden, I had a voice in me. Yeah. When you invest in, I feel like when you invest in getting to know God and praying and reading his word, that voice begins to develop. Like, it, it becomes really distinct. It, it challenges yeah. you. Yeah. It forces you. It pushes you. Mm-hmm. We feel that voice. Yeah. Even before the studying. Yeah. It's what prompted us to. That's true. I remember what pushed me to open the Bible for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't just that I was going through tough times. It's that in those tough times, I heard, I heard a, a voice. voice. That's right. Sometimes the voice was outside. Sometimes it was a person talking to me. Mm-hmm. And their words reverberated in me. Mm-hmm. That's power of the voice. Sometimes I read a scripture. And that scripture echoed in me. Mm-hmm. That's the power of that voice. Mm-hmm. He says, when you hear this voice, what's your response? For many years, and this is the part that we have to come to terms with, mm-hmm. many years, there's a difference. There's a gap between the minute I heard the voice and the minute I responded to the voice the right way. Yes, that's true. And that space of time needs to get smaller for y'all folks. It does. <laughs> come on, guys. Let's, let's understand. You hear a voice. I know you do. I know he's been telling you to answer to the situations you're facing. I know he's talking to you and comforting you in the midst of your troubles, but it's not the voice you want to hear. It's not the comfort you want. It's not the answer you want. It's not the direction you want, but you have to condition and train yourself to respond to that voice the right way. I can look back over my life and remember times where I knew it kind of was his voice, but I didn't do anything about it. And Didn't do nothing. Yeah. Like when you talk about that gap of time, like I, I, I can relate because yeah. I know. Because we, now we know, hey, we're not like those dogs. Those dogs heard that bell and they salivated. Mm-hmm. They they had expectation of mm-hmm. what was about to happen. Yeah. They couldn't wait. Mm-hmm. They could. They knew that, they knew that that bell symbolized something. Yes. And they prepared themselves for, for it. What does God's voice symbolize to you? What does it symbolize to you? Because in Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 through 10, we go to Adam and Eve, and it says, And the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you? Mm-hmm. Think about that. All God said was, Where, Where are, are you? you? 10. And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. And what was he, Antoinette? I was afraid. He was afraid. It says, because I was naked and I hid myself. Mm. See, there's something that we see in that scripture is that the way that we have been responding to God's voice since the time Eve bit that apple has been fear, mm-hmm. vulnerability, and insignificance. Mm-hmm. What's their response? They were afraid. Not fearing as in reverencing his Mm-mm. word, but fear as in hiding from him. As soon as you hear that voice, you run. As soon as you hear that voice, you were afraid. I remember the first time I heard God speak to me. And I remember the first time he told me to get up and go to the altar. I was afraid. I was scared. I thought I was scared of people. But even after that, the end of that service, and I was sitting at home, I was scared. Why? Because I I knew that there was somebody there, and I didn't want them to see 
what I had there. Yeah. It's almost like his voice makes you realize, like you said, how small you are and how, how vulnerable you are. Yeah. Like It makes you realize all your frailties, all your... You you feel that. Yeah, you're like Deborah Koch. You're like, how did you get here? Yeah. Nobody's supposed to be here. Yeah. He is, he makes his way in your heart. And all of a sudden you realize, I I didn't even have time to tidy up the place. Mm -mm. I didn't have time to get that mess out of there. Now he's seen everything that I am. He always has, but now I know he sees. See, See, this is the thing. Adam and Eve now knew they were naked. that God knew what they were. Mm-hmm. He knew before them, but it's new to them. So he like, who told you you was naked? Right. Because God already knows. He's laughing that mm-hmm. I'm scared. He's laughing that I'm running and hiding. Like I already see it. That I'm picking up clothes. Like it's too late. I'm already in here. You're like, sorry about the place. You know, you pick up your dirty underwear and you're like, there's no need to clean up. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. That's right. He, he he wants the, us to know that, but that's our immediate response. And when we respond naturally to God in fear and hiding, he can't use us. Yeah. That's not the response he's looking for. The response he's looking for is, my sheep know my voice, and I know them. And when they hear me speak, they follow. Mm-hmm. And even when you think of being afraid, like there's so many different ways to articulate being afraid. Like some people it's anger, some people it's frustration. And I feel like people experience when they first hear, you know, God's voice in those different ways. When you first hear a pastor preach a word and you feel something, it could always, you know, go wrong because you're afraid. Because people meet it with fear. Mm -hmm. They meet it with trepidation. It comes out with anger sometimes. No different than, you know, you see racism and stuff. The way people are reacting is basically out of fear of the unknown, fear of change. People hear this voice in their head. This ain't the voice that's usually there. Mm -hmm. They hear the pastor speaking. They used to not hearing anything he say. All of a sudden, his words are piercing. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? They read the word. All of a sudden, the word is piercing them. And they they don't know how to respond. But they don't know you have to condition yourself. Mm -hmm. See, we get a natural smile from sin. Mm. Let's let's be honest. (laughs) Let's be honest. So natural. It's a natural salivation to sin. Mm -hmm. Think, Think about it. When I sin, I get a natural response to it. It causes me to do something. What? Follow. That person texts you, come over. Follow. That is a unnatural stimulus connected to a natural one. Mm-hmm. You know what come over mean. Yep. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. It's the bell that signals that the steak is coming. Yep. That's what people be like. I don't know how people do stuff and sleep perfectly at night. Like It's actually quite easy. It's because- actually easy because it's our natural inclination. Mm-hmm. How does a man grab a gun, shoot a bunch of people out of a 30-second story window? Yeah. This is natural response. I know y'all think it's unnatural. I know y'all think it's weird and crazy, but it's natural. It is. You know, Pastor was speaking a message on Sunday, and he was talking about Amon, David's son, raping his sister. Mm. Sounds crazy, but as Pastor spoke it, it's a natural response. It is. When you think of desires and what they lead to, they only get bigger. They only get stronger. It's as natural as breathing. It's as natural 
as you got an itch behind your ear and you go, kunk, kunk, kunk. you don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You just go scratch it. Yep. It's that natural. We have to condition ourselves to now respond unnaturally to natural things. Mm, yep. Or supernaturally, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, no, yes, yes. We now have to, re- re- we have to condition ourselves to respond supernaturally to natural things. Mm-hmm. Team bar. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's it's taking ourselves and conditioning ourselves beyond ourselves. Mm-hmm. So you look at Matthew eight twenty seven. He says, "But the men marvelled, saying, What manner of man is this that even the winds and the sea obey him?'" Mm-hmm. Now, why am I saying the scripture? Because I want you to know that God's voice demands, commands, not just attention but response. He don't want to just hear you hear him. He want to see you hear him. You know how people be like, I heard you. I don't want to hear you heard me. I want to see you heard me. Or how you used in Bible study, you said when you when you go to cut a light on, the light doesn't say light. It actually like cuts it on. It actually cuts on. <laughs> yes, I did say that. Hey, man, somebody listening to Bible study, y'all. Uh, that, that's exactly what it is. He's looking for his sheep to not say bad, but to move. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? A lot of times God will speak and you respond to him with excuses. That's your response. Mm-hmm. Sometimes God speak and you respond to him with running the opposite way. You don't run towards his voice. You don't run towards his commands. You run away. You hide. You immediately look at yourself as not prepared for him. You look at your insignificance in the midst of his words. But why is he talking to you? We got to ask ourselves that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what God is trying to explain to Adam and Eve. He's like, who told you you was naked? Like, why does that even matter here? I'm used to walking in the garden with you. You've never had clothes on. Ever, yeah. Ever. And we- even you covering your little bits, don't <laughs> <laughs> what is you that didn't even know do? how to do it right. Before he kicked them out of the garden, he fashioned clothes for them. Right. He's like, can y'all take them leaves off before you give yourself poison ivy on your bits? <laughs> your bits have poison ivy, man. Get, take that off. Here, put this. And he fashioned clothes for them. God is just looking for us to be voice activated. Hmm. He's looking for us to be like Siri. You say Siri on your phone, your phone pops up. It's voice activated. You say Alexa. People are enamored that Alexa says yes. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? God says Antoinette, and he's not happy with that response. How is Siri and Alexa more obedient than Antoinette? Yeah. Take a step further. How is the wind and the sea more obedient, more obedient than Antoinette? Well, we have more consciousness. Too. You got more consciousness. You got more things that God can do with you. He just said to the storm, peace be still. And men marveled that even the winds and the sea obey. But we should ask ourselves, a God that can command the wind and the sea, how come he can't command our hearts? Because he gave us free will. He gave us free will. He didn't give that to the wind. He didn't give that to the sea. Y'all can personify things all you want. 
Hurricane Maria is simply Hurricane God. <laughs> <laughs> she is obeying the words of God. Hurricane Jose is obeying the words of God. While you saying, I, and, and I'm not a person that, that is going to get into global warming debate and stuff. I promise you this. It's humans' natural inclination to tear stuff up. Yes. But guess what? It's going to get tore up. That's just the way this world works. That's what humans do. I know y'all wish that you could create policies and things to change the natural course of the corruption of the human heart, but you can't. Even when you do, you can't. Yeah. They'll always find a loophole. They always find a way because the Bible tells us that that's the way this is going to go. doesn't make it right. doesn't make it okay. I'm just letting you know, fight the fight that you can win. Right. Fight the fight you can win. So back to this obedient wind and sea and these disobedient people. <laughs> Our response to God needs to change because everything else in his creation obeys his voice. Mm -hmm. He said, let there be light. Like we said, light didn't say light. <laughs> light showed up. Mm -hmm. And everything else that he said happened. He speaks it, and it's so. But in humans, when he speaks, we have to make it so. We have to condition ourselves. We have to command ourselves. We have to take that word, believe on that word, operate on that word, and allow that, that condition of our heart to be conditioned to his word. That's right. That's our job. And we're going to go back to John 10, because he said... I already told you in verse 25, Jesus replied, but you did not believe the works I do in my father's name testify on my behalf. But because you are not my sheep, you refuse to believe. Mm. See, our natural inclination is to refuse to believe mm -hmm. God. Started back with Eve. He said something. Her natural response should have been to obey. But instead, wow. she had an inclination to refuse to believe. Mm -hmm. She had to be made a believer. I don't want to be made a believer. I'm tired of being made a believer. Mm -hmm. I'm even in church because I was made a believer. God had to kick me out of situations. Like he kicked Adam and Eve out of situations. Mm -hmm. He has to make us a believer. When are you going to just be a believer? Yeah. You got to condition yourself. You got to turn your heart to be stimulated by God and his voice like you were stimulated by your voice. Mm, yeah. You got to switch it. We have to switch it. He, he, go ahead. Uh, no, it's just, it gets hard because it's like how we were saying, like it's your own natural way of thinking. It's your own voice even. So it's hard to like, you know, tell that voice that, you're not what I'm obeying. Like, I'm following this other thing that I don't really understand. But you're getting to a good point. How did he train these dogs in the way that he did? Mm -hmm. Conditioning happens through repetition. Mm -hmm. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's why we hear words like, thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Right. That's why we hear things like meditate both day and, and night. night. That's so why we hear things like pray without 
ceasing. All of these things are referencing not just to doing something, but to doing something with what? With a constant, repetitious manner. Mm -hmm. A disciplined, focused, repetitious manner trains our hearts. Yeah. It's almost like we don't realize how our minds really need to be tamed. Like how our minds are really like wild beasts. And only way you're going to change your natural response is that you produce a new natural response through unnatural conditioning. Mm -hmm. It's not natural for me to, to stop everything and pray. It's not natural for me to read my word. It's not natural for me to love my neighbor. Mm-hmm. It's not natural for me to open my mouth with blessings instead of curses. Mm-hmm. It's not natural for me to not gossip and backbite. It's not natural for me to not tear people down. It's not natural for me to show up to church on Tuesdays and Wednesdays mm-hmm. and Sundays and any other day there's church. It's not natural for me to give to the church out of my pocket. It's very, the, the same natural inclination I have to immediately when I see something I want, I go naturally mm-hmm. to my wallet. Almost don't even remember Spend buying it. it. I only yeah. remember clicking it. And it's getting easier. I, sometimes you see something you want and you just lay your thumb on your phone and Apple Pay just goes ahead and does the rest for you. It's hard for us to do what's not natural. Mm-hmm. The same way it's easy for me to use Apple Pay, it's hard for my parents to use it. <laughs> Why? Because they've been around and have repetitiously built up a natural conditioning to what? Cash. Cash. Checks. Checks. Yeah. Checks. Cash. When at one point they had to learn to do that. Yeah. But now you telling them there's a new way and they like, ah, I don't want to do that stuff. Until the world makes it impossible for them to maneuver without doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what God does. Yeah. He makes it impossible for us to maneuver without doing those things. Yeah. And so Every now time we you have try to. something else, it just yeah. don't work. You try to distract yourself. You try to do all this stuff, and it just don't. You try to numb it. You try to run away from it. And make God makes it so you have no choice but to get with the times. Yeah. He said it. He said, he said y'all look up at the sky, and you see it's a cloud, and you know it's raining. You know it's going to rain. He says it's easy for you to pick up the signs of the world, but not the signs of the times. Mm. He said, y'all don't see what's happening and what it means to what's happening in you. We as believers need to see what's happening, understand it, and get with the times. I know it seems crazy. you like, man, I ain't never really pray like this. It's time for you to get with the times. Man, I never really read my word like this. It's time for you to get with the times. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know, who, who got to go to church this much? Time for you to get with the times. <laughs> you don't even see. You don't get what's happening and why you need to get up with the times. Come on now, guys. And then God got to remind you again. He got to remind you. <laughs> why are you thinking it don't take all that? Why, why are you thinking that's too religious? That's that newfangled religion. I did it this way and look at me. I know you did it that way and look at you. I'm saying the same thing you're saying. Even the fact that you said I did it, that's that's against the point because it says pray without ceasing. It says, you know, all these things is continual. So how could you did something? Like, it didn't say it don't pray work like that. until it works. Yeah. Didn't say pray and cease when you get what you want. Yeah. 
It said, pray without ceasing. That's right. This repetitious manner is going to change us from an unnatural condition to a supernatural condition. Mm -hmm. From a natural condition to a supernatural condition. Because of the way that we condition our hearts is through that repetition. Mm -hmm. It takes time. For those of you who feel like you've been a Christian and you haven't seen much change, while you, I didn't ask you how long you called yourself a Christian. Ask yourself how long you've operated like a Christian. That's right. Because that will reveal something about you. Don't, Don't consider yourself a Christian the day you accepted Jesus. Consider yourself a Christian the day you had fruit meat for repentance. Mm-hmm. That's what, what what he's saying is, is that it's not enough to repent, but to offer something to show your repentance. Mm-hmm. That is your life. From the time you start doing that to now, you should see growth. That's right. Not in the physical necessarily, but yeah. People ask me all the time, when did you get saved? Man, I got saved so many times. What you're really (laughs) asking is, when did I start to operate like a Christian? Mm -hmm. When did I start to allow my mind to be stimulated like a Christian? Mm -hmm. When did I start operating not from a natural response, but a supernatural response? And I'll have to tell you, about three years ago. You understand? Yeah. This is the reality. I I don't want that to be your reality. I don't want y'all to give your life at 19 and then it take you being 33 no, to figure it like out. Because like you said, that gap of time is, is wasted. It's, it's wasted God time can't do nothing where with God it. is ringing the bell and there's no response from you. Nope. We still respond into our own desires. Still respond to our own bell. Yeah. You can ring my bell. <laughs> Right? We still respond to our own... That song is going to be stuck in my head all day. <laughs> we can respond to our own bell. But God is saying, you not even my sheep until you respond to, to me. To my voice, yeah. How are we responding to him? Are we responding like the Pharisees and saying, I don't believe you. I refuse to believe you. Come in on. so many words, we are, yeah. Yeah. John 10, 1 through 5 says, Truly, truly, I tell you, Whoever does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in some other way is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen for his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You see, there's something that we benefit from. Mm -hmm. Remember, there's 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 a bell that rings. And the dog salivates. Why? Because he knows it's dinner time. Mm -hmm. We hear his voice and we follow. Why, Antoinette? It should be because we know he's going to show up. And show up with what? What we need. The vittles. What's that? The vittles is the food. Oh. The bread. Mm-hmm. What is the bread? It says deliverance is the children's bread. bread. Mm-hmm. When we hear his voice, we salivate in our spirits because mm-hmm. we know it's time to eat. Mm-hmm. It's time to receive the bread that delivers us. Mm-hmm. He said, my sheep, listen for my voice. And then when they hear me call their names, they know I'm about to lead them out. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I know some of you may say, well, yeah, I've been waiting for that blessing. But what he's saying is I'm leading you out. Mm -hmm. I'm calling you out from among the people. I'm calling you out from this world so that you can be in it but not of of it. And then one day I'm going to call you out of this world so you can be in me and of me. Mm. That's what he's doing. He's like, listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. Let me, my voice pull you out of darkness. Let my voice pull you into the marvelous light. Then let my voice pull you into the ultimate light. Let me take you to places you've never dreamed. Those purposes y'all talking about. You got to respond to his voice. Mm -hmm. Those dreams y'all talking about. He got dreams that trump your dreams. They dwarf your dreams. (laughs) They make your dreams look minute, insignificant, and silly. Follow his voice. That marriage you want, you already married, and you still don't have the marriage you want. Bars. Let me tell you, follow his voice. Mm-hmm. He going to lead you. He said he takes his sheep and leads them to green pastures. I know I'm mixing all these scriptures, scriptures up, yeah. but he said... He leads us to green pastures. Why does he have to lead us to green pastures? Because we don't know good grass. Mm -mm. You see, the the sheep, you don't know where the good grass at. You you sitting there eating what everybody else already ate. (sighs) He said, I'm going to take you to green pastures where ain't no no other little sheep been eating yet. Mm -hmm. He said, I got to take you somewhere else. Why is he green pastures a good thing for sheep? Because after y'all grazed for a certain period of time, you didn't ate up all the grass. He said, I'm going to take you somewhere fresh, mm. somewhere new, somewhere plenteous, somewhere where there's all kinds of good sustenance and nutrients. Our green pastures ain't God's. Some of y'all need to ask yourself, what, are you, what, what would make you salivate right now? And if God took you there, would he want to stay? Some of y'all green pastures is disgusting. It is. God take you there and be like, this what you wanted? <laughs> he like, what, you don't want oh, a bunch of women? Yeah. You ain't want a bunch of women, God? Some, some, Bill, I mean, what is his name? Hugh Hefner died, and people was like, having God step it up, because he already was living heaven on earth and had a picture of all these Playboy bunnies around him. That's not green pastures. <laughs> no, especially when he... That's not green pastures. <laughs> yeah. That's not what God is trying to lead us to. Mm-mm. Some of y'all think of green pastures and you thinking of money. That's not where God's trying to lead I've you to. I've heard that scripture. He's like not that. trying to lead you there. Yeah. Some of y'all think of green pastures and you thinking of a big house. God is not trying to lead you there. He's trying to lead you to something greater. Why would he lead you to something that would pull you away from him? He's not that type of guy. No, you'd be so into the grass, you're not even looking at him no more. But you'll never know because you don't follow his voice. Yeah. You don't salivate over his voice because you're not looking forward to what his voice has to offer. His voice has to offer deliverance. Some of you, while you want that money, that money becomes the very jail you need to be delivered from. Mm -hmm. While you wanted that man, you are now in a marriage that you want God to deliver you from. Mm -hmm. While you wanted that job, you now need to be delivered from it. You would take a pink slip in a heartbeat. Why? Because you don't want to be there. 
The only reason you're there is because you're trapped. You're trapped in the fact that you got things and now you got to keep things and you got to keep this job to keep those things. But what I'm trying to tell you is he wants to take you to deliverance. When I hear his voice, I salivate now because mm-hmm. I know it's time to eat. Yeah. And what he feeds me is the children's bread. Mm-hmm. And even when you think of like that podcast we did on the unknown and stuff like that, like I feel like a lot of people or a lot of us don't want to follow his voice because it, it does feel like you're going into the unknown. But it has to be, like you said, like an exciting thing because it's, it's him. Voice. Yeah. It's just You're not voice. focused on what the outcome is. It's what you're talking about is the very thing you see out these dogs. Mm-hmm. They don't know what this man going to bring. Mm-hmm. They just going off of what he brought be for. for. Yeah. That's what faith is. It's expectation. You know, y'all sing it. You say if he did it before, he'll do it again. And yet, you don't act like you know. Mm-hmm. You sing like you know. You don't act like you know. <laughs> you don't operate like you, you know. You don't. You just don't. We have to operate in that hope, that expectation. That, what are you so happy about? I'm happy because he just told me something. Mm-hmm. And I know that if I do it, it's to my deliverance. Yes. I know if I do it, it's to my peace. Mm. I know if I do it, it's to my joy. I, I, I don't question it. Oh, yeah, that seems a little outlandish. Why are you doing it? I don't question it. I, I'm not operating from my natural inclination. Yeah. You are responding to me in your natural yeah. incl- inclination. I'm responding to my new condition because I've conditioned myself to his voice. That's right. Y'all, some of y'all want a new condition, then you need to condition yourself to his voice. Mm-hmm. If you do, he'll lead you out. Yeah. And when you think of that conditioning, it goes with that process that you're talking about, like that process of following him, that process of praying without ceasing and reading his word. Like that's following yeah. him. Think about it this way. He said the sheep, shepherd, calls them by name and leads them out. And this is in verse 4 of John 10. When he has brought all out who are his own, he goes ahead of them. Mm. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. See, this is cool. Not only does he pull me out, he lead me out of my depression. He lead me out of my sickness. He leads me out of my bad situations, my confusion, my misunderstanding, (laughs) my chaos. chaos. He leads me out of these things. See, God want to lead you out of your marriage while you still stay married. Mm. Yep. He want to lead you out of your marriage and you'll never divorce. (laughs) He want to lead you out of what you thought your marriage was supposed to be into the deliverance of what your marriage should be. Mm -hmm. Oh, my Goodness. Yeah, because that goes with outcome. When you just focusing on him showing up, it the outcome doesn't matter. Where are you taking me? Yeah. Wherever you take me is better than this. Yeah. Y'all did that before. One time you just was in the house bored. Somebody called and said, I don't even care where you're going. I'm going. Come pick me up. Mm-hmm. Just take me out of here. That's how we got to You sure? Because I'm just going to, I know, Just I just want to get out the house. I, I just want to get it has out. To be like I want to just get out of my situation. I want to get out of my rut. I want to get out of my depression. Lead me out. And he says, after he leads us out of darkness, he then goes ahead of us mm. to lead us to the marvelous light. Mm-hmm. 
See, that's how we. Oh my. That's goodness. when you could bring up. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. Oh, yeah. he'll never leave you or forsake you if you never leave or forsake his voice. Mm. It's, it's that simple. <laughs> it's that simple. Y'all got y'all can't just recite these scriptures. This stuff is not. This ain't a spelling bee. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? People like they proud that they they get just like that little Indian kid is saying uh, he's you know uh, a xenophobia X Z <laughs> and we all like yay people be up there quoting scriptures and we like yay she gets it no she got it but she don't get it mm. one day she's gonna get it but right now she just got it and that ain't enough yeah. It's like having a gun in your home and then the attacker comes in your house and you fumbling to get it, but it's too late. late. You got to be armed. Mm. You got to sleep strapped. Maybe you don't even go to sleep. Yeah. That's the way we have to operate in this world with his voice. We take it wherever we go. Sorry. I don't want to be caught nowhere without his voice. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be naked to you and be naked to him than be clothed with you mm. And without him. Mm. Yeah, a lot of the language, even with Christians, it's always about like we getting caught off guard or, you know, it just came out of nowhere. Like, let me tell you why it came out of nowhere and why you came out of nowhere. Because you aren't following his voice. There's no such thing as inadvertently doing anything for the believer. Y'all know what I'm saying is true because you know you know too much truth. But you don't live it. And you're not living it because you don't understand how to condition yourself to love it. Mm. You got to love it to live it. That's a t-shirt. I know it's unnatural. (laughs) It's like like doing yoga for the first time. Your body is not used to moving Mm. in this way. See, let me tell you a secret. And it's been a second since I got Jesus after dark. <laughs> it's easier for you to open your legs than to close them. It's your nat- your body's natural inclination. Let me tell you, your body is naturally inclined to have sex. It knows when it's time. It'll tell you the optimal time for it to get pregnant because it understands this is the body's natural response. But how can you operate beyond your body's natural inclinations? You must condition the natural to the supernatural. Yeah. I don't know. It's just that time, you know, it's that time of year where, you know, you just feel like you need somebody. I, I, it's been so long Cut since I... No, 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 let me finish. Let me finish. <laughs> it's been so long since I felt a touch. <laughs> it's been so long since I just felt somebody hold me, <laughs> caress me, tell me they love me. Cue to Maxwell. <laughs> this is the situation that people are in. Yeah. That's your natural inclination. That's your natural stimuli. Mm-hmm. Or even when it comes to like speaking up, like I feel like for people like me, like when your natural inclination is to not say something or to mind your business or to be, you know, in your own world. Yeah. But yeah, you have to. You have to find a different stimuli so that you can have a different response. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? See, for the dogs, it was that bell. Bing, ding, 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 ding. They begin to salivate. 
For some of y'all, your bell is actually Maxwell. <laughs> you tried to move on. I don't I don't get to move on. I don't move on till it's time to move on. This is for somebody. Somebody supposed to hear this. Somebody okay. was playing Maxwell yesterday night and feeling some type oh of way. But when you feel some type of way, ask yourself, is it God's type of, of way? way. Mm, that'll answer a whole lot of questions. <laughs> you were just happy because you got it on key. <laughs> <laughs> I do. This is the reality is that we have to see what makes us salivate. Mm-hmm. So you see, Paul said, I rejoice. I count it joy when I'm faced with diverse temptations. Mm-hmm. That's not a natural response. Nah. That's a man who's conditioned himself. Yeah. He said, because how did he condition himself? He said, the trying of my faith mm. worketh patience. Mm. He said, I've been conditioned so now that when I get the same stimuli, I have a different response. Mm. Now, when that woman call me, I don't let that woman call me out of the will of God. You guys got to understand, when that man call you, now he can't call you out because you can tell him you ain't my shepherd. Mm. Only my shepherd gets to call me out. Uh, I know. Especially this late at night. <laughs> Especially this late at night. No, no. <laughs> Jesus, I'm the dark. You got to understand, Tonette, that's our job. Our job is to say the truth because it's not being said. Yeah. Ain't no psychs. This is a psych-free zone. Everything <laughs> I say is true. It is. It's true. I want somebody to tell me it ain't like that. I'm 36 years old. It's like that. But you need to tr- condition yourself, train yourself to a new heart condition. Mm-hmm. And and that's so deep when you like how you think about the stimuli. It, it's the same thing, but you change your response to it. Yeah. Revelations 3.20. Oh, Lord, they went to Revelations. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Mm. Uh Uh-oh. He talking that romantic talk now. Wow. He talking romantic. He said, guess what? I need this response. When you hear my voice, when you hear my knock, open the door. Mm -hmm. Some of us, we treat God like Jehovah Witness. We hear him knocking. We we looking out the blinds. We like, everybody be quiet. Be still. Don't move. Baby start crying. Shut that baby up. Shut that baby up. There's cars in the driveway. They know you there. They know you there. God is just knocking. Then he just leave a note like UPS. I was here. I probably come three more times and then wow. I'm not coming no more. What if he told you how many times he had that he was going to come? What if he told you? What if Pharaoh knew that the 10 times that God spoke to him to warn him, he only was going to have 10 times? Mm. What if he told him, Pharaoh, this is your last time. Let my people go. What if you knew that God was only going to knock one more time? 
I know you think you you can just keep ignoring his not. I know you 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 ignore God's call like that person who calls you. As soon as you see their number, you just say, don't answer that. Don't answer that. I know. But what if you knew that he would never call again? Boy, boy, boy. You need to change your response. We need to change our response. We need to, to start reading the Bible and reading it, looking at these men and how they change their natural condition to a supernatural condition. Mm-hmm. How they, instead of Pavlov's uh, classical condition, as it was called, now we are doing God's supernatural conditioning. That's right. Or even like how you were saying earlier about... Um well, the scripture is saying he just opens the door. Like, he doesn't try to clean up first. You know how people always like, I got to get myself right first and all that stuff. Like, just open the door. Just open the door. Just open the door. Naked and all. He's yep. seen it before. He's okay with it. Yep. Go, go on, let him in. He knows there's pornography there. Yep. He knows there's cigarettes there. He knows there's drugs there. He knows there's three men there. Come on. He told the lady at the well. He said, yeah, you, you're not married, but... You know, had a lot of husbands. You had a lot of husbands. You know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I still know that if you knew who I was, Mm. if you was conditioned to my voice, you would have responded to me a different way. Mm. Come on now. Oh, it's so many people in this Bible who we get to see. Either they had, they operated with Christ according to their natural conditioning or they Condition themselves to a new way. Mm. See, the centurion, the soldier, he said, I got a situation at home, but I don't need you to come. I just need you to speak a word. Mm. That's not natural conditioning. Mm-mm. Natural conditioning tells us, Jesus, we need you to make a house call. But he said, no, Jesus, I just need your words to meet me there. Mm. He said, you don't need to make house calls. God don't need to make house calls to the people who have faith. You just need his word. Give me your word. I'll take that with me. I'm as good as gold. That's not a natural condition. Mm-mm. That's a supernatural condition. Yeah. Come on. I started with, it's, it, it's not our body's natural inclination to close our legs. Not go for men too. It's not our natural inclination to do that. The same way it's not my natural inclination to respond in love. To those who hate me. It's not it's my not natural, natural inclination to turn the other cheek. While y'all think that turning the cheek is weakness, it's it's a way in which your body's not used to. Mm-hmm. Come on, it, we're contorting our bodies in ways it's not familiar. There was this piece where this uh gym teacher, this cheerleading coach was forcing these girls to do splits. To do splits. Yeah, so and the scientist came on and he said, this is, this is not right because you can't make them do splits like that. Mm-hmm. Just because you mashed that person down doesn't mean that the next day she'll be able to do a split. No. He says, not physically the way to do it. There is a way to train the body to do it. He said, it's not that way. You can't smash down on him and think that that's work. And this poor little white girl, she was just screaming. Yeah, he was, she was like, ah. He was squishing her. Yeah. It's lunacy. There's a way. Because we, we don't want to take the time to do the work. It takes patience. It takes months to learn how to do that stuff. There's a way to do this. You mm-hmm. can't cold turkey this. Mm-mm. You're not just going to wake up and want God, but you're going to wake up and need to repetitiously 
train your body, your life, your mind to the things of God. Yeah, in spite that everything in your life will tell you otherwise. That's your work. People yeah. be like, I don't know what my purpose is. That's your purpose. Mm-hmm. Condition your heart to the ways of God. Mm-hmm. That's your work. Every day you wake up, you get up and get to work. Yeah. Or how David said, I incline my heart. Like mm. every day, that's, that's what we're trying to do. Why do I have to incline my heart? I have to bend my heart mm-hmm. in a way it's not usually be, used to being bent. Mm. I have to bend my mind. In a way, it's not used to being bent. My mind wakes up with something else on its mind (laughs) every morning. But how do I get it to the point where I'm like the writer who says, I wake up to new mercies every morning. Or as one of the writers in Psalms said, every morning I open my mouth with praise. Mm. I, I, I don't get to that point naturally. Come on now, most of us, our natural inclination when we wake up is to grab our phone and get back to jacking ourselves into the culture. culture. Download more culture. Yep. Give me more culture. Download, upload, download, upload. Download and upload. That's all we do. It's not our natural inclination, but you have to. You know, some people are like, what come first? Let me tell you what come first. Your obedience. Your obedience precedes your holiness. Mm-hmm. It's not holiness is given and will allow you the power to obey. I have to obey unto holiness, unto sure. righteousness. I have to cause myself, condition myself to respond the way I should. Yeah. You have to treat your heart kind of like how a personal trainer treats like somebody that they're training. You have to... Discipline it. You have to tell it what to eat. You have to. That's how you have to treat it. It's it's not going to happen any other way. He told you. He said, if you try to get this any other way, you're a thief and a robber. <laughs> the way you get this is by training yourself to know my voice, expect my voice, and obey my voice. Mm-hmm. That's how, that, he said. The the the, the Sheep will never follow a stranger. They will flee from him because they do not recognize his voice. You know, it gets to the point where you don't talk to somebody so long, you don't even remember their phone number no more. You'd be like, two phones ago, I talked to you. They text you like, hey, and you like, I don't recognize this number. That was just, just, I don't know who this person is. You try to play along, and then you just got to go out and say it like, um, who, who is this? Yeah. New phone? Who's this? Some of y'all need to say new life. Who's this? Yes. New life. Who's this? <laughs> you don't remember me? We had, remember that time we was walking in a park? It was so cute. Like, we was holding hands. New life. Who's this? Yes. Even to yourself. Even you to have, yourself. You have to say that. Some of y'all, it, it, I know the, the the music is playing on me, but some <laughs> of y'all, you engage with people from your past just because y'all had a past, but you need to engage with God because he got a future with you. Uh, all of a bar. You give people too much space in your heart now because they had space in your heart then. Mm. But where God is trying to take you is there. And you can't go there with those then people. 
Why at the end of the thing I just start rattling them off? Bye, 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 bye. Please understand me. Please Benza. understand what Get God is trying to say. Get them thins up out of here. Get them thins up out of there so God can take you there. Let's go there. I want to go there. Let's go there. Shout out to Maya. Rugrats. Episode 35. Condition your heart with a new condition. We out.